0: Welcome all to Kingdom Life Church VA Podcast. At KO, we endeavor to advance God's kingdom one life at a time. So, I pray that wherever you're listening from, that this will help you be encouraged. Here is this week's message. Well, welcome again to Kingdom Life Church. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Say so, part two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm excited. I'm telling you, this, this is an exciting series. And, you know, this is 2021, the year of purpose. Amen. Everything this year be done on purpose. You know, if I wasn't intentional last year, I will be this year. Amen. If I if I didn't plan plan my year out last year, I will this year. I didn't have goals written last year. I will this year. Amen. Listen, nothing just happens. Don't leave your life up to chance. Don't leave your life to whatever happens. You know, what you do. You know, just no. we're not leaving our life up to chance, but we're planning our life. We're being on purpose this year. This is the year of purpose. We will be intentional about the things that we do in our life, in the ministry, as well as our personal lives. Amen. Don't just drift along through life, amen, and just end up somewhere. Because if I'm going to end up somewhere, I might as well be where I want to be. I don't want to wake up at the end of this year somewhere that I didn't want to be like, dang. And that's where where we feel guilt or we feel shame or we feel like, uh, you know, we didn't accomplish what we wanted to accomplish in a year because maybe we wasn't paying attention to our year. And that's what I'm saying. When you write your goals down, and, you know, I wrote, I've written down, I'm not, I'm not finished. I'm not even finished writing my goals. I'm hoping that I can be finished before January is out. But I, I'm writing down personal goals, household and family goals, of course, ministry goals. You know, personal goals relate to a whole lot of different things I want to accomplish in my own personal life. And so these are the things that we have to do if we want to advance. We want to advance your own life because other people can advance all around you and you can look like you're doing better than so-and-so, but if you're not advancing your own life, the reality is you're not advancing. So we Because we can always do better. We, always, we can always look better than the next person, this person or that person. But at the same time, if we're not advancing our own life, that's the litmus test is that we look at our own life, not somebody else's. So it doesn't matter what other people are doing. I need to make sure in 2021 that I am advancing my life, that I am doing things on purpose, that I'm being very intentional about decisions that I make, things that I do, places I go, people that I hang out with, I'm going to be intentional this year because I know that if I live on purpose by purpose, glory to God, that I'm going to end up at the destiny that God has designed for me. Amen? Amen. No more drifting along through life. Amen. Or just just, just, just sitting somewhere because like on a boat, I've shared this before, if you're not anchored in the Lord, then you can wander out somewhere. You find out your boat is a long way from shore. <laughs> Amen? Amen. So so the Bible says that we walk by faith and not by sight. You know, we are on a 21-day fast. Today is day seven. Amen? Hallelujah. Day seven. I pray, pray that you are strengthened and encouraged. Amen? You know, yesterday, day six was the day that, you know, if you fell down or if you struggled, is an opportunity to recommit yourself. Well, Pastor, why do y'all put that in? I put it there early on. We won't wait to the end, but early on, maybe after the third or fourth day of, you know, maybe you just, you know, didn't, hadn't caught hold to it yet, but now you're serious after you've seen some of your brothers and sisters. You got inspired, so now you want to go all in. So day six is the day that, you know, you fall off the horse, you know what, I'm going to get back on, I'm going to recommit myself, starting a brand new week. Here's Sunday, going into Monday, I'm going to be serious. I'm going to finish this thing strong. I got about two more weeks. Amen. I might have played these this first week, these first uh, four days, five days, whatever, six days. But you know what? I'm going to finish strong now. So that's why that's there. It gives you an opportunity to, to get back, to get right or to be serious about what you're doing. You understand? Now, if you ignore that, that's on you. It's like a warning sign, it's like a detour, it's like a U turn, it's like any type of street sign that gives you directions. That's what that's there for on day six to give you some type of direction to say, hey, flashes, flashes, turn around, let's get, come on, let's pay attention. You know, cause listen, you don't know what's going to happen in uh, April. You don't know what's happening in June. You don't know what's going to happen in August. But God does. Yeah. And if you will surrender your life, we believe at the beginning of the year, Amen. If you will sow that seed of of uh, abstaining, Amen, from food and pleasure for twenty one days, then we believe that God will bless the entire year. Which God will bless it, even if we don't fast. But how much more, Amen? Once you put work in, Amen. It's a the Bible says that if you give, it will be given back to you, good measure, pressed down, so got get it running over. Yes, if you give a dollar, you're going to be blessed. But the Bible says that you're going to receive based on what you sow. So if I want more, yes. I do more or I give more. Amen. Yeah, I'm going to receive. So if I'm going to receive a blessing, that's automatic. Fine, I take it, but if there's a chance that I could receive more from the Lord, or there's an opportunity that God would do some other things in my life as a result of what I am doing, He is a respecter. He's not a respecter of persons, but He is a respecter of faith. Yes. And so those that trust Him versus those who don't. Yes. 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 Amen? Amen? Amen. A few yeses, about two, three yeses. Amen. Praise God. We'll roll Amen. with that. Amen. Amen. We're praying for our kingdom kids on today. Yes. Kingdom kids and our student ministry on today. Just want to yes. put a plug for that. You know, when they have their class coming up this, this week, y'all, mean this week as well? Yes. Right. Okay. Praise God. So, so listen, teenagers, student ministry, middle and high schoolers, as well as all elementary age kids, one to five years old, even you online. Amen. Listen, plug into the Zoom. Do not do not neglect the ministry for your children. Right. Right. Amen. Amen. Because some of them like playing games at church on Sundays. You know, they got computers and laptops. And and I understand because they don't want to hear what pastors say. Some of them catch hold, Some of them don't. And that's fine. What I am saying is then get them plugged into their class, their ministry. Don't let them miss me, sleep in my service, and miss theirs. (laughs) Now we got a problem. Because now your child is getting older. And if you don't train them up in the way that they're going to go, you're going to find out when they go that, hey, you didn't train them. Amen? All right. So we walk by faith and not by sight. But faith is released. How? By what we say and what we say consistently. Consistently. And that word consistent, I want to give you just a definition of that word consistent. It means unchanging in nature, standard, or effect over time. That's what consistent means. Being consistent means unchanging in nature, standard or effect over time your faith is being released by what you consistently say over time what are you saying over time about your life what are you saying over time about your family your children you know the situations that you go through in life what are you saying about it because what you're saying about it is very very important you could be at the place you're at because of what you've been saying amen Because words are important. Remember when we grew up, they told us sticks and stones will break our bones? How much has heard that? We don't say that to our kids today, but sticks and stones will break our bones. But words, come on, mere words, oh, they could never hurt you. Folk hurt by words, somebody said, 20 years ago. People damaged by something somebody said, 10 years ago, 5 years ago. Listen, last night. This morning, you hurt me. Why? You ain't touch? I ain't touch you. It was what you said. So that means my, if my words have the ability to hurt you, then couldn't they have the ability to heal you? Or could they have the ability to help you? Great. So we're not going to use the words to hurt. We're going to use the words to help. We're going to use the word to heal. We're going to use the words to speak life. Amen. Why not start with our own? That's it. That's it. Amen. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm I'm speak life. I ain't keep speaking life over you and not over me. <laughs> I praying with you and believing God, and all oh, is going well with you. But I ain't praying for me, or I'm not, or, or not that I'm not praying for me, or I'm not saying declarations over my own life. All right, yeah. So your favor's been released by what you consistently say, believing God by speaking the word of God. When you already know the the will of God, you just speak it into existence. You know, and I, I believe the reason some people sometimes have a problem with this because they don't understand how powerful our God is and how much He loves His children. You know, when we go to God in prayer, each of us, whenever we go to God in prayer, if whatever for whatever reason that you go to God to pray, when you pray, You are believing that what you're praying for, God is gonna do. Is that true? Okay, so think about this. God was not thinking about answering your prayer in that sense that day. He didn't, I mean, not that he don't know everything because he does. Oh, what I'm saying is this, but he tells us he knows we need, but he still wants us to ask, right? So even if you never if you don't ask, amen, you may not receive. Because he knows what you need, but if you don't ask, you may not receive. So what I'm saying to you is this. When we go to the Lord to pray, we believe that the Lord is going to answer that prayer. So at that time, we're saying, God, I don't know what you're doing right now, but this is what's important. This is what's important to me, so I'm going to pray about it. And listen, I expect you to do something about this. I expect you to answer this prayer, whether it's healing, whether I need money, whether I need a breakthrough, whether, I, you know, I need some wisdom. If a man like wisdom, ask from God. Listen, when we go to prayer, we believe that God is going to do something. So it's the same way when we confess the word of God. It's based on the word of God. And all we're doing is reminding God or telling God what he already told us. Try telling a little child that you're going to give them something if they did something. If you do this. Little Johnny, if you clean your room up, daddy and mommy, we're going we're to take you to get ice cream. So they're, they're going to throw all their stuff under the bed. Because you already know, because that's what you did. You, know, you we know, see, kids don't understand. We did it. That's why we know to the look there. Because we threw it all under bed. We pushed it all under bed. We crowded the closet. And we, it's clean. We did vacuum, though, this to kind of make it, you know what I'm saying? Well, everything else is up under the, under the, under the bed. Because what we want is the reward. We want you to be a woman or a man of your word. Now, if humans can keep their word, if you can keep your word, can God keep his word? If God shares something with us and said he's going to do something, we can believe it and we can say so. We can take it to the bank. Because our expectations should be the same as a little child. That's why he tells us to come to him as a little child. So because, because we can't see him. And how are you going to trust something that you can't see unless you have childlike faith? Are you hearing me this morning? My objective uh, in this series is to teach the importance of what we are saying. Many of our actions are first a thought. Is a thought first and then is spoken long before it is acted upon. So the thought comes to our mind we, you and I, we do nothing. That's a nothing. We do nothing except we think it first. God built us. We have a natural defense system, we're the most intricate being ever made. Come on now, human beings, God made us, well, I mean, we, have, we are so powerful. We have a strong defense system, even against germs and viruses and stuff like that. Listen, we were, ba- we were built to reject viruses. We were built to, to refuse viruses. We, no, virus don't, what? Our immune system is so powerful when it's utilized the right way, because we can mess our own immune systems up by not foods eating, all that kind of stuff. So we ain't getting into all that today. But, but our immune system is very important because it helps us fights off diseases. When our immune system is operating optimal, optimal power, then it fights off every disease, every germ. It's like check them at the door like, oh, germ, where you think you're going? Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. You don't get in here. You know why? Because God made us to protect this body. You got to go that's why he talking about them free radical cells and all in your body. And he got cells beefing on the inside of you. Other cells, running other cells out your body. <laughs> this is how God made us. The same God who says, I cannot lie. All right. All right. And if he cannot lie, all I have to do is say what he said and I should get the results. Are you hearing me this morning? Yeah. So again, my objective is to teach the importance of the things that we, so the things that we're thinking, that's what I'm saying, the things that we think, or we don't do anything before we think it first, because so many times we have so much time before we fall into anything. People say they fell into sin, or they fell into this, or they slipped into that. No, we don't slip and fall into anything in this life. We consciously walk into it, because it's first of thought then it's spoken, then it's an action. So we have time to abort the mission if it don't line up with God. Amen. Are you hearing me? Yes. Amen. So to confess the word or speaking the word means to say the same thing as. To confess means to say the same thing. We're not going into a confession booth and talking to a priest or anything like that. We have a high priest now. So we don't really need a priest in the earth to confess our sins to. Amen. Amen. Don't get quiet, it's true. We don't need a high priest today. We don't need a priest in the earth today. Jesus is our high priest. So we confess our sins to no man. You hear me? But we confess our faults according to the book of James, one to another. But we confess our sins to God. Because he's the only one who can forgive us of our sins. So we don't need a man. So a man can't forgive you. Now, if you got the booth and y'all doing something different, that's fine. I don't know what y'all doing, but that's fine. But, but just know they can't forgive your sin and do anything for you. You bypass the high priest today. Okay? We don't need a high priest today. We have a high priest. His name is Jesus. Amen? Yeah. Pope, I mean, okay. Let's leave it alone. I get in trouble if because I speak too much truth. Okay. Romans chapter 4, verse 17. Romans chapter 4, verse 17, you got to be walking in truth to speak it too, because it will come back around and hit you, you understand, like a boomerang. You can't throw truth out and not be walking in it because you're going to be going about your life, you understand, and boom, and you're going to get like, oh, oh. truth done bust you upside the head. No, you got to be, you want to be walking in it if you're going to talk it, okay? All right, cause you don't want to fall down, amen, by your own words. Man, this is good. This is really really good. I I hope to be a little further by now, but that's fine. (laughs) Uh, That's fine. Romans chapter 4, verse 17. Look, we read this last week. I'm just going to try to kind of go through it as much as I can. Amen. But but one thing about the scripture, y'all, is, again, I I share with you. The Bible tells us to, to ponder and meditate on this word day and night. Meditate means to mutter. You understand? To, to go over it, to chew it. You know, it's like, you know, instead of just swallowing your food, chew it. So you can actually get the, get the nutrients and get the benefit of the food. Some people just swallow their stuff. whole. Oh, you ever told your child, oh, slow down. You're swallowing. You're not even chewing the food. So you benefit from the word when you chew it and chew on it. Oh, man. Yeah. Mm, this is good. Mm, I don't want to swallow it yet. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's how you got to treat the word. Meditate on this thing. Chew it up. Chew it up until you can get it. So uh, we look reading the Passion Translation. We're looking at the Passion Translation. Romans 17, Passion Translation says, that's what, 417, thank you, 417 says, that's what the scripture means when it says, I have made you a father of many nations. He is our example and father, for in God's presence, he believed that God can raise the dead and call into being things that don't even exist. Against all odds, verse 18, when it looked helpless or hopeless, Abraham believed the promise and expected God to fulfill it. Abraham believed the promise, but you know God is looking for others to believe the promise as well. He's looking for us to believe the promise. Well, Abraham believed the promise and expected God to fulfill it. That's the other part. He expected God to fulfill it. Don't look at your brothers and sisters to bring anything to pass. When you operate in the Word of God, when you speak the Word of God, it is God that brings the results. Now, He may bring it through someone, but it is God that brings the results. He is the one that fulfills it. So God needs your faith to release His purpose in your life. I told you that on last week. So we are now in the year of purpose, and God wants to fulfill everything, everything, absolutely everything He's spoken over your life. He wants to fulfill that in your life in this year. He want he to do it this year. There are a lot of things he wants to do this year. I believe, you know, we have a timetable with God. You got to recognize what season that we're in. Did you a know, teaching some years ago, what season, you know, we need to know what season we're in because Jesus, you know, he talked to the disciples. He kind of rebuked them because you know, they can tell when it's going to rain and when it's going to snow and they look at the clouds because they can read based on the clouds, the weather back then. But then he said, but you don't even know where you are in your life. You don't even know what season you're in. You don't know that you don't have another run. You don't got another chance to keep doing that over again. You don't know what season you're in. It's important that we know where we are. Amen. So God has spoken. He has spoken, but he needs you to get an agreement and to begin speaking as well. Abraham. Okay. So he took God at his word. And as a result, he became something. He became what God said he would become, which was the father of many nations. God's declaration over him came to pass. Your descendants will be so many, so, so many, that they will be impossible to count. You and I, we are Abraham's seed and heirs and joint heirs according to the promise. You and I, we are Abraham's seed according to the promise, and we are heirs and we are joint heirs with Jesus. What has God declared over your life this year? What has God spoken over your life? What are you hearing the Lord saying, amen, as far as your preparation this year, as far as your personal life this year? What is the Lord saying to you, amen? Do not ignore what what the Lord is saying. Do not ignore the signs. Do not ignore. Look, face yourself. Face your life. Listen, it's like facing bills. At one point in our life, we had to to face bills. You know, when we were budgeting, when we wasn't budgeting, when we didn't understand finances, you know what I'm saying, we hid from the bills. We couldn't hide. I mean, even though they came to the house, we don't want to open it because I don't even want to know what they got to say. I don't answer the door. I don't want to see it. I don't want to read it. You know, your heart drop. It's like, Dad, you dread opening it because I don't want to face it. And when you sit down and budget, it's like you got to face it. And so many times we don't want to face our life because our life looks just like that and we don't want to really look at it. We just want to keep just drifting through this life and just acting like we're having a good time and we're just doing good and all is well. And, you know, we keep waking up every time around this time thinking that I'm going to do this, this, and that, but then we don't do it because we've played around with the other 10 months having fun but not being intentional. So this year, I want us to be intentional. I want to do, do things on purpose this year. Make sure that when you look back, you can see the timeline. Oh, man, wow, we, I got that done in March. woo yeah, I got that done in June. Oh, man, praise God. I'm right on schedule. Right on schedule. And always remember something. Whatever goal you write down is not the Bible. It can be changed. It can be adjusted. It can be something that, you know what, I don't even want that no more. Scratch. It's yours. They're your goals. Don't ever beat yourself up behind something that you wrote. Erase it. Mark through it. <laughs> Tear it out the book. Throw it away. You know what I'm saying? You know, don't feel guilty about it. You understand? And then rewrite. If that goal didn't work now, let me institute another one. Let me see. Maybe this will work this year. So if you don't do anything, you're not gonna get anything. But if you do something, maybe you are begin to move and start getting some making some things happen. Amen? Are you hearing me? I'm throwing in some gold stuff, everything this morning. I'm throwing some stuff at you this morning. Praise God. Hey, praise God. But listen, come on, we got to say something this year. God spoke the worlds into existence with his words. According to Hebrews 11 and 3, whole world was framed by the word. What is stopping us from speaking this morning? Our will sometimes get in the way of what we believe God can do. Our five senses sometimes get in the way of what we believe God can do. You know, so much favor on your life. It's favor on your life. It's so much favor on this ministry. It's so much favor on my wife and our life. I promise you, everywhere we, listen, saints, favor is dripping off of our life. So much favors. People go out of their way to try to make things better for us. It don't matter where we go, favor, people we don't know, people we do know, favor. We go get our car, favor is everywhere. So we are resolved that there's favor on our life. And if it's favor on our life, it's favor on your life. It's favor on this ministry. Amen. So God is doing some things, amen, to increase you so you can expect some things to happen in your life. And I say favor, supernatural favor. I'm talking about about strange stuff out of the ordinary. I probably can tell you five things right now. But but I I can tell you two. I'm going to tell you two. But I probably can tell you more than that. I can tell you from, from last year. But I could. You know, we, when we get our cars fixed, we take our cars to a certain place, amen, to get fixed. And, you know, we, are, we just deal with people that, 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 that do the right thing. That's what I would say. Amen. We do the right thing. So we take it somewhere, and the young lady give me a car. I said, listen, I want an oil change, and I want my brakes changed. Oil change, I want my brakes changed. Get a car back. All right, we're going to change your oil, but your brakes, you need to take it back. That car is a little newer, so you want to take that car back to where you got it from. They're going to replace that brakes. Skirt I used to work in sales in the car business. So a service writer, so I'm going to give you a tool real quick, something to help you real quick. Their, their assignment, this is how they make money. They sell product. The product is what? New brakes, a battery. Hey, your belt is a little loose. Hey, can I change this? Can I do this? Can I do that? This is how they get a percentage of the money out of their week. So when that person told me to take my car somewhere else to get it fit to, because it possibly done free, they just took money out of their pocket and gave it to me. They don't know me. They don't live with me. I don't affect their life. But guess what? In their heart, something, when we, when we show up, favor. And it's favor like that on all of our vehicles. It's favor on, in our yard. We have a guy that we, that we that came out to do our yard, and we said, listen, sir, we just want you to do this part over here and this right here in the front. Well, when he came out, he did the whole yard re the whole yard, listen, then came back a week later and seeded some more. Well, we had the worst grass in the neighborhood. We got the best, baby. Oh, we got the best. Everybody like, hey, who is your, who is your yard man? Yeah, I know. See, the first going to be last, and last first. Yeah, while y'all doing all that, we had some other things going on, so we couldn't get to the yard. While you worrying about the outside, I'm worrying about the inside. Because some of us keep our cars so clean on the outside, but the inside don't match the outside. And if you don't take care of the inside, then leave the outside dirty too. Why act like you're clean when you're really not? That's like having clean clothes on a dirty body. Oh, do I? Okay, I'll stop right there. This is how my time go, though. This is the kind of stuff, you know what I'm saying, that y'all laughing at, that, you know. But let me move on. I think it's, I think it was, you know, I mean, I don't know. Praise God. We just share, we, we, you know, we just going to flow with the Lord. All right, Deuteronomy. Let me do this real quick. Let me break, in, break into that scripture real quick and hit with you with Deuteronomy 30. Verse 19 says this. It says, you can write it down, New King James Version. It says, I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you that I've set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both you and your descendants may live. Remember, God gave us the ability to choose So we can miss our purpose by purpose or on purpose because or by simply not choosing to do what God is saying to do or not choosing to embrace the word of God. The choices you make affect not just you, but it affects your descendants. It affects your lineage. It affects your children. Are you hearing me this morning? it affects the people that are around you that you're raising up. So that's why the Bible says if you want to live, both you and your descendants can live. I'm about little kids. As we get older, they got their own mind start making their own decisions. But if you want to train them up in the way they should go, if you make the right decisions and the choices that you make are going to affect them. Are you hearing me today? Come on, let's go back to verse 19. In spite of being nearly 100 years old, when the promise of having a son was made, his faith was so strong that it could not be undermined by the fact that he and Sarah were incapable of conceiving a child. Stop looking at facts when God's giving you the word. Don't look at the facts when God has given us his word. Verse 20 says, he never stopped believing. He didn't waver, he didn't stagger God at God's promises. He never stopped believing God's promise. For he was made strong in his faith to father a child. Man, I read that. That's the problem when you read Scripture over and over again, you get more revelation. That kind of, That's not a problem. It's a good thing, but it's, just, it's a problem because it prolongs you know, the series. But, uh, but, but, but this is what I believe Abraham was saying. Abraham is saying this. He is saying because God told him he was going to have a child, Abraham is repeating that, and then every time they call his name, they're calling him the father of many nations. Right. So, so when he's, he's telling people I'm going to have a child, people are like, yeah. Look at you and Sarah, bro. Y'all not have no child. I mean, I, y'all ain't have no child, man. I hear what you're saying, but y'all ain't have no child. But he held on to his faith. He held on to his promise. He believed God that God was going to do it in spite of what it looked like. He believed what his father said, and he spoke it. Come on, let's keep reading. And because he was mighty in faith, can't be mighty in faith not believe in God didn't say he mighty in faith, the father of faith, not saying nothing, just, just thinking something that's, that's going to, no, no, no. He was mighty in faith. He was mighty in faith. Amen. He was strong in his faith, as it says earlier, but he was mighty in faith and convinced that God had all power needed to fulfill his promises. Abraham glorified God. Abraham just kept praising God. That's what we got to do sometimes. We just got to glorify God. After you've done all, just keep standing. Once you've spoken a word and spoken a word and spoken a word, you just keep believing. You just keep standing. Look, and you keep glorifying God. You keep singing hallelujah, praise God. Hey, Hey, God, you got this. I'm good. Amen. You keep worshiping the Lord and praising God because what happens is it lets the Lord know, amen, that you trust him. Glory to God. Abraham just kept praising God. Because he knew the all-knowing, all-powerful, everywhere present God was going to show up. Verse 22 says, so now you can see why Abraham's faith was credited to his account as righteousness before God. And this declaration was not just spoken over Abraham, but over, but also over us. Yeah. Amen. The word of God wasn't we just spoken over Abraham. We, it can impact our life as well. When we believe the word of God, when we speak the word of God, it can impact our life just like it impacted Abraham's life. Every time we see a believer, saints, every time you see a born-again believer, somebody who newly dedicated their life to the Lord or given their life to the Lord, got saved, you, we ought to bless God. Why? Because that's a miracle walking. That's the power of God's word in action, a changed life right before your eyes. Verse 23 again, and this declaration was not just spoken over Abraham, but also over us. But when you believe and embrace the one who brought our Lord Jesus back to life, perfect righteousness will be credited to our account as well. When you believe and trust his word, he will also do the impossible in your life as well. Praise God. All right, all right, let's move on. Let's move on. Romans four seventeen. I know I read that already. I just want to read this one time in the New King James Version, and then I'm moving on. As it is written, I made made you a father of many nations in the presence of him whom he believed, God who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. This is what God does, and this is what we can do as God's children, as as his people. We can also speak life to dead situations. I'm not just saying this because of something I heard. Yes, I did hear it from the Bible, but it's, I've worked this word in my life now for over 25 years. be 26 years this year now. But I've worked this word in my life, and I have the results to show from the word of God. Not my own, not just me, but from the word of God. He does exactly what he says he is going to do. He did it with Abraham, and he'll do the same thing for you. Amen? Psalms chapter Psalm, Psalms 107. Psalms 107. Two. Psalms 107 and 2 says this. It says, let the redeemed of the Lord what? Say so. If you are redeemed, you should be saying something. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. You know what I'm saying, Brandon? Yes, sir. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he has redeemed from the hand of the enemy. God wants you and I to acknowledge and to say some things about what he's done for you. If you've been redeemed, if you've been transformed, if you've been healed, if you've been delivered, you've been set free, you should be championing the Lord. If God done the miraculous in your life, you should be a cheerleader for God. There's nothing and nobody that should be shutting your mouth. You should be singing the praise of God every single day in adoration for what great thing the Lord did in your life. You was lost but now you found. You was blind but now you see. You didn't know how you was going to make it but he made a way. So now I can glorify him, I can exalt him and I let the whole world know it. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. With the enemy went for bad, God would turn that thing around. He says whom he has redeemed, who he has redeemed from the hand of the enemy. You are the redeemed. I am the redeemed. That word redeemed means gain or regain possession of something. Listen, where where where, where the first Adam gave up our rights to Satan, the second Adam, Jesus, took it back. The last Adam. He took it back. He took the keys uh, right out of uh, Satan's hand. He took it from the kingdom of darkness. He gave it back to us, put us back in right standing, and now we're not subject. We're not subject to defeat. We're not subject to the laws, amen, and we're not subject to sin and this fallen nature. It's here and exists, but the people of God can be right in this world, but not be of it. How can we be in the same world and not be of it? Not look like it, not act like it, not walk like it, not talk like it. Because we have a covenant with Jesus. He took the keys so we don't have to tolerate the adversary. He has redeemed you from the hand of the enemy. You are the redeemed. Glory to God. You know this scripture is in our forty I AMs. This one the forty I AM says, "I am redeemed from the hand of the enemy." Say so. I am redeemed. You are redeemed from the hand of the enemy. We're not giving the devil no, no justice. The devil doing yeah, he can do what he want to do. He don't have any power. He doesn't have any power. He is not more powerful than God. He is not even a bad God. He's not equal to God. He is God's creation like you and I. So if God created him, he can crush him. The only power that the adversary has is the power of suggestion. He works in the mind. He works in your thought life. He works in your imagination. He works in the soulish arena. His operation, his operanda, amen, him and his cohorts is to get you to do things that are contrary to the word. And so it sounds like you in your mind, but it's really the devil and demons and, and imps that's been assigned to you, this whole spirit world, and their assignment is to destroy you according to John 10 and 10. The devil comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Now, I don't have to listen to the devil. Do you hear me? None of us. We don't have to listen to the devil. Why? Wow, he's not our father. <laughs> he's not our daddy. We don't have to listen to him. No, 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 no. I, look, I taught this dude all the time. He says he say crazy stuff. And I have to say, no, devil, you crazy. I rebuke you. No, sir, you're a liar. And these are things you have to do. It's like, man, pastor, it's real like that. Yeah, this world is real. This world is real. It's a world you can't see that's more real than a world you can see. Because everything you see right now was created by a world that you cannot see. So in this same room is the invisible realm. Angels are in here. Demons, demons not in here, they're out there. But the uh, adversary is operating through thoughts. That's why some of you are put to sleep. Some of you are thinking about other things. Why? Because whenever a word comes forth that's going to heal, deliver, or set you free, he needs you to be totally distracted. Because if he thought the word wasn't going to do anything, leave me alone. Why are you talking to me? Why are you trying to make me think about what I'm eating tonight? What I'm doing tomorrow? What clothes I'm wearing to the such and such? If he thought you were going to be, this word was irrelevant, then why is he talking? He, he doesn't understand. It gives him away every time. Every time he opens his mouth, that's a sign to you. Oh, when, okay. When he tried to get you from coming to church. Oh, I'm going today. When all hell break loose early in the morning. Everybody can't find your socks. Can't find your other shoe. I can't find my, you know what, devil? I go out here with one shoe. Don't play with me. I'm going to church today. I promise you. I'm going to church if I got mixed-match shoes on. I'm going to church today. I bet you I do. I bet you I do. I'm going to church today. Yes, I am. You're not going to stop me. You're not going to stop me. (laughs) Come on. But most, some of us, well, you know, this going on, that going on. Oh. Oh. Oh, Jesus. Trying to help, trying to help, trying to help, trying to help. Never know what you're gonna miss in the atmosphere. Praise God, y'all online, but it ain't nothing like being in the presence. Ain't nothing like being in the presence. It's live, but you 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 like you five seconds late probably. I said that five seconds ago. Yeah, you five seconds late now. I already said that. Yeah, you late. You're getting it, but you're late. (laughs) Come on, Psalms 107. I'm almost done. I got a minute. I'm doing good. Psalms 107, look, verse 8 says this. Oh, that men give thanks to the Lord for his what? For his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. You know, this same scripture is mentioned in Psalms 107, 8, 15, 21, and 31. The same exact way. Because what is God saying? He still has an expectation for man or mankind to praise him. He still has an expectation that we will praise him and that we will thank him. The Bible says in all things, give thanks. Come on. Count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. The Bible says. Didn't say it was joy. Look at it like it's joy. It may not feel joyful. It may not even look joyful. But the Bible says count it as joy. Why? Because I got to fool the enemy. I got to fool the adversary. I'm going to praise God, amen, when the sun up and when the sun down, when it's raining or when it's snowing, glory to God, on a good day, on a bad day, I'm going to still praise God. Why? The Bible says in Psalms, I believe, 8 and 2, that praise steals the avenger. Praise silences the, it shuts the devil's mouth. Praise confuses the enemy. Because you should be crying and broke down and woe is me and what am I gonna do? And but yet you're praising God. The devil's like, I'm confused. Did, did, did y'all see? Did, did, did y'all do it right? We did it, Master. We did it. We did exactly what you said. Why are they praising God? Why are they still coming to church? Why are they still serving? Why are they still giving? Why are they still loving? Why are they still forgiving? Come on, all this going on, they still serving you? They still trusting you? Your praise confuses the adversary. You don't know what's going on in my heart. You know why? Because you're not God. You don't know what's going on in my life. You can only do the past. That's why tarot card readers, psychics, soothsayers, warlocks, witches... All those crystal ball readers and everybody that's in this demonic era, all they can talk about is your past because they don't know your future. The devil don't know your future and nor does demons know your future. They just watch you and they make hypotheses just like anybody else. And they just, "Mm, maybe... I see that you are (laughs) going (laughs) to, this time next year, I see you in him or her walking. That's the demonic world. I'm not talking about the prophetic. The prophetic apostles, prophets, the prophetic ministry is getting ready to come back so strong. I've been, I've been behind the scenes studying and meditating because I'm believing God for a great outpouring of His Spirit. I'm going to teach on Holy Spirit again, the ministry of Holy Spirit. I'm going to talk about the Holy Spirit, the nine gifts, the nine fruit of the Spirit. Listen, we're, listen th- this atmosphere is going to be so saturated that I'm telling you, folk are going to be healed, people are going to be set free, just coming in the presence. Just answering the prayer. Amen. God is going to do supernatural things in your life this year. Why? Because we're doing some things on purpose. We're going deeper this year. We're going even further behind the veil this year. Because I want to see signs and wonders this year. Like I've never seen before. I want to see it this year. Got to say something. I'm saying it because I want to see it. Final scripture here, Proverbs 18, 20. This is really the foundation of scripture, but I saved it to the end of this series, but it's going to be in the beginning going forward. Proverbs 18, 20, 21. This is the good news translation. It says, you will have, you will have to live with the consequences of everything you say. Let's think about it for a second. How much would you trust somebody who... Who, who tells you something and then do it? I ain't talking about God. He's a man of his word. That's God, and that's fine. But the natural thing is, each of us knows somebody in our life who just does what they say. That is proof that it's possible. That it's possible. If one person can do it, it's possible. You understand? If nobody can do it, we like it is that, that just can't nobody keep their word for (laughs) no integrity nowhere. No, but it's possible if one person can do it. But we're talking about God. Words are so powerful. God keeps his word and he is saying in this scripture that you would have to live with the consequences of everything you say. Verse 21 says what you say can preserve life or destroy it. So you must accept the consequences of Your word. You and I, we're living in the world that your words built. You're living in a world that your words built. We're all in a world, but in your own immediate family, person, the world you live in right now, every one of us is living in the world that your words built. You are right where you are because of what you've been saying, what you've been hearing, thinking, saying, and doing. You are right where you're supposed to be. You don't like it now. If you don't like where you're supposed to be or you don't like where you are right now, what you can do is start saying something different. If you want to create a new world for you, if you want to be somewhere else, it starts with the words you say. Because the, word, the words you say, according to Hebrews 11 and 3, you can frame your world with words. What are you doing? You're framing the way you think. You're framing the way you think. This is not positive thinking. This is not the methods of the world. This is the word. This is the word. Amen. So, so we want to make sure that we are watching what we're saying. Let me read again in King James and then I'm done. It says this. This is how we heard it growing up. Death and life is in the power of the tongue. And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Death and life is in the what? Power of the tongue. Of the tongue. Death and life is in the power of the tongue. Now we can look at it a couple ways. We can look at what we eat. You understand? Could produce death or life. We could look at what we say that could produce death or life. You know. But then I go back. I look. I listen to Jesus and Jesus talk. About Jesus. Jesus says, "Not what goes. Not what goes within that destroys." He says, what we'll come out." And so when I, even when I think about the food thing and this and that. I know some of it's true, but then I have to revert back to what Jesus said. And I stand on what Jesus said. What comes out of our mouth will destroy you quicker than what goes in. Because what goes in your mouth, food-wise, Jesus even said it, it goes to the James. He didn't say the James, probably said the Jordan or somewhere else. But our food go to the James. So what goes in your mouth disseminates. What comes out of your mouth stays with you. is a spiritual thing. It's a spiritual thing. So I'm choosing today, and hopefully you are too, you know, because you are the redeemed. I am choosing to say some things out of my mouth. Like, I am more than a conqueror. I am the redeemed of the Lord. I am healed. That's why we say stuff like that. I am free, even if I don't feel healed. Yesterday, man, I thought, I don't know what I thought I had. I don't know what was going on. Woke up in the morning. Woke up in the morning yesterday and had the, 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 oh, the, the worst headache in my life. But before I woke up, I had a dream that I was at a checkpoint. I don't know if it was in the future or whatever. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I got me and the Lord. We got to talk about this. But I was at a checkpoint somewhere, and it was a line of people on one side, and and people were being put. Everybody had to go through the checkpoint. And through the checkpoint, they would they they scan you or whatever to see if you had COVID or whatever. And whoever had COVID, they would slide you to the side over here. So when the dude did me, he said I had COVID. I was like, what? Me? Yeah. So he put me over to the side. He put something on my arm, put something on my, marked it on my arm, and then, uh, and then he put something. He, he put it on my arm, then he wrote something on a pad or whatever. And then I'm just, I'm still in the car like, and this dude even had a change of heart. in I said, I got favor even in the dream. Don't tell me I don't got favor. In the dream, the dude looked back at me, took the patch off my arm. Go ahead, man. And when he said, go ahead, I woke up. Like, what in the world was that? And my head was throbbing. And I'm just like, what is going on? Like? And I woke up with my wife, and I felt real hot. I was so hot that I, I thought I was so hot, but the thermometer said I wasn't <laughs> because <laughs> cause my wife prayed and laid hands on me and I, and I, I, I felt like I was hot. I was like, baby, get the thermometer. The thermometer don't mess with your faith. I still believe in God. Get the thermometer. Right. Yeah. yeah, and when she got the thermometer, the thermometer told me I was okay yeah. according to the world and, and the senses. Yeah. So the thermometer, I, I said, okay, great. I stayed in the bed and I said, okay, I'm going to plan B. I jump in the shower. Shower was my healing agent. Yeah. Yeah. All you need is a point of contact. That's what anointing oil is all about. Yeah. Anointing oil is not the healer. You just need a point of contact. And so I believe that and got in there and, you know, I mean, you know the rest is history. I'm here today. But all I'm saying is God, God is the one, amen, that that, that orders your steps, direct your path. And when you begin to speak things, that's why I can say I'm a healer. That's why I say I'm healed even when I don't feel healed. I still can go to patient first. I still can go do whatever. I'm healed. And if you say something out the way, then I'm going to rebuke it like, oh, no, no, I don't. Well, y'all just do what y'all can do, but I know I don't got that. Why? Because t- they're working on the body. That ain't the real me. The real me is the spirit. What you're saying is related to this body. I'm not the body. I'm the spirit man. So, yeah, what you say might be true in the body, but in the spirit, no, it's not. I'm healed. I'm redeemed. I'm more than a conqueror. I can do all things through Christ strength in me. I'm the head, not the tail. Above only, never beneath. That's me. Amen. Come on, give the Lord a hand, of praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Come on, say so. Yeah, you got to say something. If the Holy Spirit has convicted or inspired you to join or reach out to us through today's message, then email us at kingdomlifechurchva at gmail.com. If you would like to give towards this ministry or find out more, check out our website, which is kingdomlifeva.com, and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at kingdomlifeva. Thank you for listening and be sure to subscribe so you can hear more messages like this.